0: Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio, proudly sponsored by the BPA. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of Bry Island Discs. We're here, luckily, in the studio with Tracy Kendrick, a.k.a. Mrs. K, as the Dorset Boys call her. Say hello to us, Mrs. K.
1: Good evening, Ollie. How are you?
0: I'm well, Mrs. K. I'm well. well. It's great to have you here. How very exciting indeed. Thank you,
1: Ollie. It's lovely to be here.
0: Indeed. So, we'll start you off with a quick first question. As always, as tradition with Bright Island Discs, what luxury item would you bring and what book would you bring to the Bright Island? And tell us why.
1: um, I think a, a lovely big silk pillow to sleep on, you know? just like comfy do you know put anywhere you are on the island bit of luxury there you know and the book i think as i am a bit of a henry the eighth fan um hillary mantle wolf hall it's about thomas Cromwell and his rise with henry the eighth you know so yeah it's um it's documented um so it goes right through from the power of, with um henry the eighth to the death of sir thomas moore So it's a very historical book. It's a very historical series of books, Wolf Hall.
0: Yeah, definitely. Have you always been quite a historian, or
1: not really? Where
0: did you grow your interest?
1: Not really. I've always been fascinated by the Tudors. You know, when I was at school, it was really, you know, what what interested me, I suppose, the most. And um, I don't know. I just find Henry VIII quite fascinating and his wives and everything that's happening. Happened there, really?
0: Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Very interesting part of history. Mm. Um, and the silk pillow. I mean, so I assume you'd be just be would you just be lying on the sand and just have your yeah. your little pillow snuggling yeah. up? Or
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that what you. What, what do you reckon you'll get up to on the on the island?
1: Um, <clears throat> gosh, hope there's lots of nice fruit around. Go pick, swim in off the coast. You know, in the in the nice warm sea. It's going to be a warm island, isn't it? So lots of nice white sand. I'll have to build my own hut, I suppose.
0: Oh, mm. if, if you can. <laughs> yeah, you know. A little den or something. little yeah. den,
1: yeah, you know. Like I say, read my book, lie back on my pillow. Yeah, take Sounds it easy. Nice take easy it, easy. Life. Yeah, take it easy.
0: Yeah, take it easy. Are you much of a, a beach person, Mrs. K? Do you like going to the beach? Do yes. you enjoy like surfing or like sunbathing? What do you get up to? Sunbathing. Oh yeah, definitely. Sunbathing. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Understandable. Um, so we've got your first track here tonight, Mrs. K, uh, which is Dancing Queen Yay. by ABBA. Great song to lead with. Talk Yay. to us a little bit why you chose that choice.
1: Well. <laughs> 1976. a 12-year-old me, living in the um, in Albert Street. That's where I was brought up in Blanford. I'm a Blanford girl. So born in Blanford. Actually born in Blanford. Wow. In a little apartment above the hairdressers up Salisbury Road. That's so cool. Actually, yeah. They haven't got a plaque on the wall yet though. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> oh, they're missing out for
1: sure. <laughs> so no. Um, so yeah, I was I was born there. And then we we moved. My mum and dad married, had me. Then they live bought this little terrace house in in um Albert Street and I've got a friend on one side who lives above the dentist, a big detached house, Susan. I've got my other friend on the other side, Denise, she lived in the corner shop. And um I remember her saying to me one night, Oh you're gonna come round and I've got this record, this really groovy album. So um I said, Oh all right then, so I'll come round and uh I looked, you know, there was, it, there it was, ABBA, The Arrivals, it's the album with the helicopter scene on the front, mm, yeah, classic. Yeah, of yeah,
0: course.
1: And um, she just started playing it and there was that song, Dancing Queen, hit me, bam. So where we are, 12-year-old girls dancing around the living room, you know, dancing around her bedroom, sorry. And yeah, having great fun to it, you know, and I think I've loved it ever since and it is, it's, it's just there. Also, I love musicals. So Mamma Mia, you know, part of those songs. It's all, it's just, it's just a great song. And wherever I go, i got to get out and have a dance to it because I love dancing.
0: Definitely. And being just quickly 12-year-old you, mm. uh, is this kind of the first song that really hit you at that time? Or was there
1: was well, that was you your
0: first song you got into? I think
1: 1974, I remember them ringing, winning Waterloo at the Eurovision Song Contest. So I probably followed them a bit. But no, I mean, I was brought up with a real genre of music. My My father blasting out Elvis Presley mm-hmm. my mum blasting out country and western, my dad was into loads of music, really loads of music so I was brought up with lots of that music but I think for me that first Abba was was what I liked what I loved, so yeah I suppose it was the first, it was the first record The first I thought, musical yeah, love, that, yeah. yeah I suppose it was, that's why I've chosen it
0: really oh I'm sure everyone knows this yeah, song well let's hear it now, is... thank you thank you Mrs K.
2: More music. music. More fun.
3: You're listening to Bry Radio.
0: Okay, everyone. And we're back. Thank you for that um, kind of history about ABBA um, matron. So, so you wanted a bit. Of, you said you're a Blandford girl. I yes. think that's right. Yeah. So, um, well, how was life kind of growing up in... Well, I guess it's not the hugest town in the world, is it really? Um, so what was that like for you?
1: Well, it was a lot different when I was growing up in it, Ollie. I mean, we had a cinema, a train station. There was a couple of um, department stores, Hickses and Cherries. There was lots of shops. Um, we had big <laughs> Um, you know uh, the, the, obviously the, the railway station went I think just after I was born I think I was only but I never knew but my parents knew that mm. um, and <clears throat> what else really I mean I did go to the cinema I remember watching Bambi the very first movie ever
0: oh cool and you know
1: where Eminco is um,
0: and I do, well, I do, I do know where I'm That's yeah, where the cinema
1: was, and actually, my husband's grandfather, Mister Green, he ran the cinema. Really? Yeah, he ran the cinema, and um, yeah, his mum's a local girl. My mum was a local girl, and um, yeah, so he was he was a bit of a tyrant, I hear. You didn't mess about in that. He chucked you out of that cinema. For you really? And, yeah, I think he checked my mum out a few times. <laughs> um <laughs> But um, no, Blantford was, um, it was different. It was a lot different. It is smaller now. I mean, God, there was about 20 pubs wow. when I grew oh, up wow. in there. You know, by the time I got to a teenager, 18, you know, there was about 15 pubs to go around Blantford. That was a real pub crawl. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. totally. Um, Fun night. But sure.
1: there wasn't much else. Yeah, if you wanted to go to nightclubs or anything, you went to the Bournemouth, you know, you got you went down that way. Um, so, yeah, Blantford was, it was okay. I mean, it was a, it was a very safe town. Everybody knew each other. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good place to grow up, you know. It was it was great.
0: Very tight knit community. I yeah, should, you yeah,
1: know, you kind of know, like when you lived candidate. in the street, I lived in the street, and everybody knew me. You know, I couldn't get up to him without him telling me mother. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah, again, like <laughs> one know? big family.
1: Yeah, like. you know, the lady down the road, she knew you. That you know, everybody. You know, it was it was a community. it Used to be a community. It's not so much now, obviously, because, you know, I think more people live and work out outside of Blamford is you know, it doesn't seem to have much community lately.
0: Yeah, from what from what you've said actually it's kind of had, I assume, you know, having fifteen pubs which it used to, mm-hmm. um, and kind of having those department stores, it doesn't really have that touch anymore. So, no, they so are, I mean, they wh- why do you reckon it's kind of plateaued off a little bit and I guess almost deteriorated?
1: Um well, I don't know really. I mean, you know n- n- it's hard to say, I suppose the councils right. don't let, you know, the cost of the rents of the buildings a sign of the times you know it's just changed people people move on technology again it's come in you know it's it's different it's different I, I couldn't really say why it's like it is at the moment it's just I suppose it's like it I think with the railway station closing that probably didn't help yeah you know? totally Cuts it off a little um, bit. Yeah, like, and then the, and things like you say closing and dying off. So, uh just seems to be one big housing estate that's how I see Blandford lately.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. You know, for sure.
1: And and yeah, not 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 a great town in some ways, but you know.
0: Would you say you preferred it when you were younger? I guess obviously you, I'm I'm sure you had quite fond memories. Is it would you say you preferred it like the town that it was back yeah. then to what it is
1: now? yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good town to grow up in. Definitely. And have you
0: always lived in Blanford?
1: Yes, yeah, all my life.
0: Oh, wow. All
1: my life. So, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. And my husband, too. Yeah, right. So,
0: yeah, super local. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm a real local, real local. You know, because, you know, we had a a fire in 1731. Really? Blanford had the Great Fire. Most of it was burnt down in 1731. And, um, what was it, George II donated £1,300 and they did all these uh, special Drury Lane concerts and things to raise money for Blamford. And then, what was it, two, two local um, people, you know, carpenters, builders and um, architects, they were employed in Blamford and they built what the buildings are now, Georgian buildings now. They were the um, John and William Bastard Right. That's what they were called, yeah, you yeah. know, and they built most of the big houses, the Greyhound, the church, they they built it all back up. And uh, so, you know, that was, um, there's, there's a plaque on the king's arms, if you read it, that's where the fire started. And the, the only house that survived was the old house, and that's just along from the post office, and there's a plaque there yeah. too.
0: Certainly the redemption blast <laughs> it had, for sure, yeah, I mean being burned but that was ground. a long time
1: ago but you know yeah. there is there is history we have history. a museum you know we have a little museum I did not in no, town know yeah that, really. that tells you all about Blamford. I wow. might try and work there one day when I retire <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: is it a retirement kind of career that would be really really cool yeah
1: go and help and volunteer and that uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: wow. Yeah, and we used to flood, you know, we built the flood barriers. Blamford used to flood right up through town, past the It does have that meaning, the
0: stour, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah the exactly.
1: stour comes up, mm-hmm. that used to come into the town. Really? Yeah, literally. I remember going with my wellies down. Off with and, the bridge, yeah, yeah exactly, and and right by the crowd. But yeah, the, so the flood barriers worked for Blamford. Wow, wow, wow. wow. So, you know, it stopped that river coming in, so. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, it was, you know, lots of times, lots of... Uh, Things happen, lots of, you know, happy times in Blanford. Oh, memories. Still now, really, but yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Matron, talk tell us a little bit about your, um, your second song you've got here.
1: So maybe. I'm up in the 80s now. I've Okay. Gone past, so, uh, it um, must
0: be love, is yeah, that right? Yeah,
1: yeah that's um, by Madness. So, yes. well, um, so I met my husband, Stephen, and um, in uh, 1982, he asked me out. He was really into the jam and ska music. And he took me to concerts and madness was one of the concerts we went to in pool and um we had a great time you know going around to see the jam twice you know locally went to southampton they used to come more this way the big bands years ago that was another thing in pool you know so um yeah it was um it's just it's just a, a nice song it's it's our song you know it reminds me of him a lot you know well the, and the jam as well I suppose but I didn't pick a jam one because Madness to me was more I like Madness you know yeah. so um, yeah and that was um, that was that was come out just before we got together and um, yeah it's just it's just a great song and I just think of Stephen and tonight I was singing oh, so it in the kitchen and we were it. like yeah we were like, Oh you know?
2: gosh.
0: yeah amazing <laughs> oh well here's to Stephen thank you very much mate and let's hear it now okay.
2: Every night, every day I know that it's you I need to take the
0: Thank you for that lovely kind of little kind of um, history insight to, to Blanford. It's super interesting kind of hearing it. its background and you know, that seventeen thirty one fire I had no idea. I don't think many people would have much of an idea about that. Mm. So no, thank you for that. And you were saying actually just a kind of couple of breaks ago how you know your your dad and your and your mom. You're, I think your dad, especially, super into their music. So were you quite a musical family? Is that something that my kind dad? Of ran through, yeah, no, yeah, they, the, yeah the Kendrick they, family.
1: Yeah, I mean, my dad um, did national service. He actually came from Birmingham. He was a city boy. So years ago, there was a thing you had to do national service from nine. They, they um, so yeah, he was brought up in the city with lots of like you say, such, such a different vibe than Blamford but he, yeah, he loved he loved Elvis, he loved, um, but he also got into um, Led Zeppelin. I've got all his original records, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Wishbone Ash. I, I couldn't stand it as a kid, though. It was like he played his music louder than me, literally in the street. I would come up the street and hear, hear it blasting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my mum was more, um, yeah, she was into uh, Johnny Cash and um, Glenn Campbell and all the nice, you know, Dolly Parton and all the all that sort of thing. So it was it was quite a different different vibe in my house going on. But there was always music. There was always music. I was brought up around the record player always on.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: and it was great. And my dad could dance. That's probably why I got my dance. If we went to a party, my dad was up on the dance floor, you know, in his um in his white uh, shoes and his you know, he, he, he was a real mo- you know, rock and roller. You know, So, yeah, he came from Birmingham and he came here in National Service to Blanford Camp, met my mum. And funny enough, Stephen's father, he came from Liverpool in National Service and met my mum. There was a lot of um, soldiers that married local girls and stayed around here. Yeah, you know, so the, the Blanford On camp, the Blanford just Camp, just camp yeah, in exactly, those days, yeah. you know. National Service was abolished in 1960, I think, so he must have been the last lot drafted in. And, um, yeah, you had to do... Can you imagine if you were between 18 and 20... One, you had to do eighteen months in the in the forces.
0: Mandatory. Mandatory. Really.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? Gosh,
0: that's yeah. I mean, it's not even realistically that long ago. That's what I mean. There's lots of yeah, yeah, yeah. Very real. Very real. Very real.
1: Very real. But no, music. Music was a big part of my life, Ollie. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, it's always been.
0: And as your kind of two biggest kind of role models, figureheads, uh, you, you know, your mum and your dad, uh, do you reckon that their, their musical taste kind of, I know you were saying how mm. you kind of hated some of your dad's music. but <laughs> I, I mean,
1: like it now. It's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, kind weird. of
0: like second type of, of fun. Yeah, in that I mean, way. Stairway, you know, in to, he-
1: stairway to Heaven and, and Le- you know, Le- Led Zeppelin it's, it's a classic. Yeah, you know, right. It, you suddenly grow into music as you as you get older.
0: Definitely. You know,
1: it's it's. Um, I've still got the originals. I'm sure they're worth something too.
0: <laughs> did you have? Did your friends kind of were, were they into stuff that you were into? Was it was was kind of bland for community? All into something similar? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or? I mean,
1: when when I met see we all went around in groups, and yeah, we did. We did. I mean, like I say, he liked ska music. He liked. Um, the madness and the jam and he's he's very you know and his, he was brought up on the Beatles and all that because his dad was Liverpudlian you know I was brought up more like I say with the rock and roll and um, yeah my dad was in a band I think when he left school he was in the band he played the drums he could play the guitar I don't know why I'm not I don't play a musical instrument that's my only regret in life I suppose it's not too late no never too
0: late it's never too late, um, never
1: too late. Um, yeah so yeah so yeah, it's um so yeah, I do like music, and I was brought up with a lot of music and a lot of different music. So I'm, you know, so I quite like when I'm feeling play a bit of classical you know in a um, bit of rock and roll so yeah I don't you know it's very this was hard for me to I know songs. it always is it this always was is. really hard
0: <laughs> no you know you're not the, you're not the first one let me tell you <laughs> and on your um, as you just said actually about um kind of your biggest regret being not playing a musical mm. instrument would you say kind of I'm interested to hear actually on the flip side of that what would you say your something that you're most proud of would be I'm just just kind of interested really
1: most proud of? Yeah.
0: Sorry, a tough question. I know. <laughs> deep, very
1: a, much the deep end. Yeah. Um, gosh, that is really a hard question. Um, I think just being a—I'm I'm not going to boast, of it, but being a good mother—and that's why I like being it's the with The best job in the world. Yeah. That's so. what the Queen says. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just bringing my children up and um, steering them on the right direction, and yeah, you know, it's. Uh, it's a very rewarding job when you when your children fly the nest and they've gone and they're independent and they're doing their own things and you know there probably is some other proud things I'm proud of but I can't think of the top. No, of I know,
0: that I know, it's a tough. no, but I think that's such. I mean, that is that is such an again, it's an, it's such a huge achievement, a lot of time, a lot of effort, and I mean, it's again, they they are mm-hmm. children after all, so mm-hmm. for good reason, for good reason. So, Maitre, let's talk a little bit about your. Uh, your fourth your third song even my third, bad yeah. I think we're on to uh, we're, Vienna by ultrabox yeah.
1: is that right so like I said S- Steven was Scar and all into all that but I actually loved all the synth pop I love the um, electronic music that came out in the 80s you know so it was like the Bronski beat Pet Shop Boys you know all that. I mean, what Mr. Bill was Tears for Fears. I I remember mm-hmm. buying. You know what he chose quite a few of those. I really really liked what he chose. His his picks was would have been some of mine as well. Um, yeah, it it they were you know they were just good songs and Vienna something that I just I mean and also Top of the Pops in the 80s was videos came out. So we were watching videos. So I remember watching Bohemian Rhapsody the first time on that, that when it came out that night. You know, I remember. I remember it all. Kate Bush, I would, you know, Madonna. All, that era was just wow, so, precious.
2: Yeah, London.
1: it was. Yeah, it see. was. And Vienna was one of those. I remember. It was just classic to me. It's classic. It's a great song. You know, it's. yeah yeah. and do you know though it never got to number one it was it was knocked off number one by a stupid song called shut up your face by joe (laughs) dolce
0: oh robbed robbed (laughs) Robbed. literally
1: who was buying that song who was buying shut up your face
0: it's a good question (laughs) (laughs) gosh well let's hear that good runner up vienna right now thank you mrs king we're back it does sound like i'm going to be really honest that i don't know it sounds like uh vienna could have got that top spot if you asked me
1: yeah definitely yeah have done, could have got we? a little
0: bit robbed there by the mm, sounds of it but, yeah uh, uh, matron talk to us a little bit about your kind of i guess what happened to you after you really left school so as you know as you said you're just saying in the break actually how you kind of jumped into work experience um and, or like an apprenticeship or something after you left school. So, yeah, just talk to us kind of well, the summer I, of when you left school and what happened after that.
1: Careers advice was, oh, um, maybe you should do secretarial college. So I looked and that was in Weymouth and there was only a bus like once or twice a day and I was 16 years old and that was not going to happen. No, no, that wasn't going to happen. So I got a full-time job in Wimborne in a, in a company called Flight Refueling which do in-flight refueling. They're at Herne Airport. They're in Wimbledon. They're a big company. And I just went straight there and worked full-time, literally caught a bust at the end of the road down, down, you know, in where I lived from about quarter past seven. Never got home to half five at night. Wow. I did that Long for days. nine years, full-time really? work. Yeah. Yeah, you did. But, you know, first wage was £19 a week.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> gosh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that. And, um... I just, um, that's what I said I met Stephen in 1982 um, he asked me to marry we we had a quite a long long engagement saved up by the time I was 21 we'd had enough we got married when I was 21 got a mortgage moved into a nice house um, worked till my first child which was Naomi I had a little girl um, we got married in 1985, by the way. And then, yeah, she came along in 1988. And then I had stopped work by then, you know. So it was nine years working full-time. But, you know, having a house, having a mortgage, by the time I was, you know, well, 21. <laughs> 21 I was 21, when I? got you know had a mortgage so
0: in five years you went from kind of being at school being you know in, in B here really in your GCSE year to yeah. levels year, you know straight into yeah. be, having a mortgage work. all the responsibility yeah, yeah.
1: I, sh- I mean yeah yeah that's that's how it was all in them days you know we we all left home went to work and you did get married quite young in those days you know unless you did go to universities and you you walked that path but I never did yeah. so you know grew up quite quickly
0: I mean, full time for nine years. I mean, being sixteen. Yeah. I mean,
1: met, met all sorts of ages, met all sorts of people, made all sorts of friends. I mean, it's, it's an education in itself when you when you go out to work like that in an environment like that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It was fun. It was fun, but it was it was hard work.
0: I mean, those hard hours. What would you say you kind of? I, I guess took away from that experience. I mean, that's a, a long period of time. I guess what did you what did you find out about yourself in that time, really?
1: I grew up a lot you know you grew up I mean I didn't feel when I got married I didn't feel in my 20s you know you you felt older you felt older you were working with married women older men yeah you know you're mixing or you grow up very quickly you grow up very quickly and you become quite resilient and you're quite self-sufficient and you know my mother took some money off me every every week for child you know for keep money That's what they did we all we all paid our way at home, <laughs> you know, helped her out. Yeah. You know, they were they were a very humble family. You know, my dad worked worked and my mum worked, but you know, I was an only child, so um, yeah, I helped my mum out, give her keep money, and yeah. you learn you you know you you learn things quicker. That's it, really. I see that independence, yeah, independence, For yeah, sure. yeah, straight away.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know. So, I mean, kind of zooming out of the '80s and into the, the '90s, really. Um, what, what would you, what kind of happened in that period of time? So, moving on from your kind of full-time
1: well, job, what when, kind of happened from then on? When I had Naomi, obviously, I stopped work. That was 1988. Unfortunately, um, my father passed away very quickly, the year after I had my daughter in 1989. So he was only 49. There was no warning, there, no nothing. Oh, he, he got, he got, he wasn't even sick. He just literally had a heart attack and he was gone that night so it was just me and mum so that was another thing being there for my mum I think that's kept me in Blanford as well you know but she passed away 20 years later anyway so you know it wasn't that long she she had a really you know she never really got over losing him so it was hard that but yeah then in 1992 I gave birth to Aaron my my second that was my second child so I had a girl and a boy that was nice and then uh yeah, it was just getting on with being a mum, really enjoying being a mum, bringing them up, doing little part-time jobs to help Steve, and I did go back to work then bit. But, yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then obviously um, I uh, went into preschool. That's when I went for five, six years. That's where I did a lot of my education then with the preschoolers, and that's how what's, what got me here really as a matron
0: gosh and, and how was that experience working in, a, in like a preschool is I, it quite similar to brian's doing quite different or? i
1: love the little oh. ones i love i can't wait to be a grandma <laughs> <laughs> but i do love little children and i love big children too i just think i just love being around young people yeah you know whether what age it's, it's just such a great experience they keep you young they keep you active you know it's great
0: Wow, 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 amazing. No, that's so sweet, that's so sweet. And yeah, definitely a a mother's kind of words right there.
1: That's lovely to hear. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So your penultimate song for this evening, Mrs. K, we've got Where the Streets Have No Name Mm. by U2, great
1: band. Again, this was the end of the 80s, and um, I remember watching this on top of the Pops, and this this won a Grammy, this video. They filmed this in downtown Los Angeles on top of a building it was a video that you two did i was a bono fan right from the beginning i I bought war you know i had all i had all those albums this was a joshua tree that came out and um yeah so obviously this is my link to america it's weird that i watched it all those years ago and now my son lives in los angeles and i've walked down that you know we've walked down downtown los angeles and probably not that building it was filmed above a liquor store which is still there actually i think and it actually brought Los Angeles to a standstill that day really? they filmed it, yeah. Wow. But it's it's such an iconic song. It needs to be played in a stadium. My biggest regret again is I've not seen you two. You know that's. that's oh a sp- Bono, he's he's. I think
0: he's of the best is thing. There are. He's he's, great. He's such a powerful. Yeah, yeah, voice. and yeah. and
1: I think the song was about him when he lived in Belfast, and he he said you could tell everybody's religion and everybody's income by the street they lived in. Which isn't great in a way. You don't want to be linked to those sort of things, right. do you? You know, you he don't, had some powerful messages too. He so did, like his and songs, and he, and, he and, really like it. and 1985 was, you know, Live Aid, yes. and he was Bob Geldof's mate, and they did Live Aid, and he still collects, I think, uh, fam for famine in North Africa and everything. He still does charities, and yeah. helps all that out. So you know, that, there was a lot going on, a lot going on, that sort of thing in the 80s. So. So yeah, where the streets of no name is it's just a great song. It's a great song. I love it. And it's also when I like I say my son is in Los Angeles now, yes. which is quite surreal when I watch it and I've I've been there and I go there now to America and we've done lots of travelling in America so my link now is with America too, so because well, yeah. he's married he's married to a lovely Hollywood girl
0: oh amazing definitely Dasha. got that American yeah, that's yeah,
1: cool yeah he, he's not coming home I'm going to end oh. up with American grandchildren
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will not ask your opinion on that we we move on to your song amazing thank you Mrs. Kane that's let's good. give that a listen right now thank you lovely to hear about your kind of um you know experiences in the pre in like preschool and kind of um having little young ones with you that must be really really nice especially as a mother um so talk to me about kind of the transition between that kind of style and you know having younger i mean really young kids you know having kind of teenagers almost going into adults now um here at bryanston what's that like
1: it's been great it's been great i mean like i said i loved being a mum I love bringing my own children up. So it was no transition, you know. I just, um, the, the preschool's closing, so I decided I didn't want to go where they were going. I didn't want to move on. So I just quit and I looked for a job and I came up here and that's, yeah, I I took on the matron's job. And, um, you know, as I said to you the other day, Ollie, it's um, the housemaster asked me, the matron there was up for me to be transitioned Because I came, I will admit, I came as a cleaner to start with for a few years and that you know and then I stayed because they said you're going to make a great matron so I did hang on there and I had older children by them myself I mean Aaron was 16 my son you know and Naomi was you know she was 20 so it wasn't a big change and I, I just you know I, it was great it was fine the boys were lovely to me everybody was welcoming you know it, it was hard to be a matron in a way to not ever doing that job you know running the house but I think I've done it now what 15 years so you know it's (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah,
0: very familiar with the job that's for sure are you um were you always a part of kind of Dorset House? Uh, were you kind yeah. of a clean no. to begin with? Always in, always, always?
1: always in Dorset. Always
0: in Dorset. So, and then kind of being a matron there, is that, I guess you knew the house originally a little bit through being, you know, kind of cleaning there everything Yeah,
1: that part was easy. Yeah, yeah so kind of part, transitioning
0: to a yeah. matron must have been yeah. a little bit easier for you, I assume?
1: Yeah, that that doesn't make it easy because the boys knew me. I knew the house. I knew what, you know, I knew the what things. It was just learning the matron side of the job, but it was a different job 15 years ago. It wasn't as... Um, um, I'm more office-bound today, actually, with things. I never did the medication. We never did registration. We never did any of that really? when I took it on. I was more in the house, in you know, with the boys a bit more. But um, as much as I try now, it's it's a bit harder.
2: Yes.
1: You know? So uh, there's sort of more jobs have been added on. But um, we cope. We get on with it. Yeah, you
0: know, definitely.
1: That's what we do. So.
0: And do you um, um, do you kind of like, you know, obviously, I guess you're in the house, you know, quite a lot of the time. How How's your kind of, you know, your role changed since when you first started, really, as a matron?
1: Well, as I say, it's uh, we've had to do more training, you know, fire wardens, medication, registration. Um, we did a bit of registration, but it's just changed, you know. Again, with technology, facial recognition, you know on the computer more i've do much more on the computer all i ever told when i took the job was can you do an email and that was it you know <laughs> so yeah you know we've learned i've taught myself but i've got a great team i love dorset mr yeah. bills is amazing you know mr mr Payne. i've had some fantastic residents and i've always been supported and that that you know supported it's really helps you know and you, boy, you boys help me. I mean, you help me all the time, only. So.
0: Oh, no, I'm not sure how, how true that is. I'm, I'm guilty, to be honest. I should, I should be around a little bit
1: more. No, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. Oh, thank you, you deserve thank to be head okay. Oh, I'm stop very it.
0: Thank you, that's of you. really kind. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, kind of post-Brianston, I mean, you know, when you kind of hang up your your kind of, you know, mm. matron role, what mm. would you say, How? What would you? what's life like going to be for you after you've kind of... Um, retire as a matron restful restful yeah do you have any, is there anything you'd like to pursue like for example golfing or something like yeah, that. yeah def-
1: I would definitely want to get on my bike more I want to be more active outside mm. you know I definitely want to do things like that you know Covid was great because we were cycling all the time <laughs> I know
0: there was that op- there, you know, there was
1: that good thing you know um, yeah you know it's long hours so you are definitely, limited yeah. to, to you know it's dark when I get up in the morning it's dark when I come home now you know but um yeah there's i like to volunteer like i said i'm gonna definitely not i don't want to sit around at home just looking at four wars or the tv or something i love like, read more you know go and volunteer more i think i'll be more busier actually by the sound of it wouldn't really? I? Know. but it'll be things i like to do and want to do it's a different scenario when you retire hopefully i think you have to have a retirement plan yes. traveling traveling as well i really love traveling
0: Gosh, are there anywhere you'd like to travel specifically? I know you have your American link. Is there any anywhere else? You'd I've been
1: never like to been to Italy. There's still Italy to explore. There's still lots of places I'd, I'd like to go. Venice, you know, and all those, and I don't know. Um, yeah, just just go and travel the world a little bit more. But you know, now COVID is getting better. Hopefully, that will that will work. You know, so we'll see. Definitely,
0: Mason. Sure we have one final question for you this evening, Mrs. Mm. Kate. Um, so. As um kind of being as a part of the Bryanston kind of community, you know, for fifteen years now as you say. So what would your kind of one advice, one piece of advice be to kind of an up and coming Bryanston student student even? Uh, you know, whether they be joining or just about to leave, what would you kind of suggest
1: to um Embrace everything. Embrace here. everything. Embrace everything here. You have so much, so much opportunity, so many great things to do here. I wished I had gone to a school like this. You know, my life could have been different. You know, there is so much here for you. Look at this. This, this is amazing in here.
0: Mm, the studio. The yeah, studio, right.
1: you know, the music school, the horse riding, the climbing, the rowing, everything, you know, and all the all the um, the code hall. The, it's just everything. Just 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 throw yourself into it. Have a go at it because you'll regret it if you don't when you leave. Definitely. You know. Yeah. And just enjoy and try and enjoy it. You know, I know it's hard. You know, I've sat with boys, and I know it's hard, but they should just make the most of it before they go.
0: Absolutely. Five years, it goes quick. It does, it it does.
1: does. And I have heard people always say, damn, I wish I'd done more, I wish I'd done that.
0: Yes, yeah. now it goes so quick, mm. it really does. Mm. Mrs K, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show this evening. Thank you so much. I know you kind of had to come home and come back in, so I really, really appreciate here in the studio having you Thank you for
1: having me, me, Ollie, it's been a pleasure. It really, thank
0: no, you. No, likewise, that goes both ways, thank so you. thank you, Mrs K. And again, everyone will be back, hopefully, for our final instalment of the autumn term of Bright Island Discs next week with... I think we should have Mr. Bridges, but we'll find out. So tune in next week to uh, to listen. Thank you very much, everyone, and see you next week.
2: Do. Do, 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 do,
3: do, do, this shit, that ice cold, Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, violin, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent, gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty I'm too hot, hot damn the police and the fireman, I'm too hot, hot Make a dragon, wanna retire, man I'm too hot, hot Say my name, you know who I am, I'm too hot Hot damn And my band bout that one, break it down Girls hit you, hallelujah Woo. Girls hit you, hallelujah Woo Just watch. Don't believe me. Just watch. Don't believe me. Just watch. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. Stop. Wait a minute. Fill my cup. Put some nigga in it. Take a sip. Sign the check. Julio, get the scratch. Right to Harlem, Hollywood, Jackson, Mississippi. If we show up, we gon' show out smoother than a fresh draw Skipping. I'm too hot. hot damn. Call the police and the firemen. Rolling a retirement, I'm too hot. hot, hot, damn, hot damn. Tricks say my name, you know who I am. I'm too hot. Am I paying about that money? Break it down. Girls hit you, hallelujah. Ooh. Girls hit you, hallelujah. Ooh. Girls hit you, hallelujah. Ooh. Cause I'll tell Punk, don't give it to you. Ooh. Cause I'll tell Punk. watch don't believe me just watch don't believe me just watch hey 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 oh before we leave let me tell y'all a little something uptown funk you up uptown funk you up uptown funk you up uptown funk you up come on dance jump on it. if you suck said and flown it don't own it. Mm-hmm. Don't beg about it. Come show me. Come on, dance. jump mm-hmm. not it. If you've said and Just watch it.
0: Want to see some more of that? Probably the best school radio station
2: in the world. This is Bry Radio,
3: proudly sponsored by
2: the BPA.